Well, Cynthia and I are going to continue teaching on a series that we started entitled Overcoming the Trials of Life. And overcoming the trials of life can't be done, cannot be achieved without having Christ in our lives. Amen? It's all about Jesus. As we celebrate His birth, His coming into the world, this great indescribable gift named Jesus, God with us, the very Son of God sent into the world because He loved us so much that He came to save us from our sins, to ransom us from a condition that was hopeless without Him. Amen? And so praise God for Jesus. Praise God for, thank you Jesus for coming into this world and ultimately going to the cross, suffering and dying, paying the price for our sins, but only to rise again from the grave, defeating the power of death. Not for himself, because he was without sin. Death could not hold him down. But he had to become a human being and suffer and die and rise as a human being from the grave. Because we were a fallen race, according to the sin of Adam and Eve and according to our continuance in sin. But the good news is, as God rose up, raised up one righteous man, and that would be his son, Jesus Christ, living a perfect, glorious life, fulfilling the commandments, which no human being could fulfill, Amen. For us, the commandments were to point out our error, but Jesus fulfilled them perfectly. So thank you, Father, for Jesus, your Son. So we're going to begin reading uh, out of 1 Peter and chapter 1 and verse 3. And it reads, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. This sums up everything about Jesus and his coming into this world. He came into this world so that, so that we could be made new. We could become, we literally had to become a new creation in Him. We needed to be changed that the sinful nature that was in our heart and that was a part of our flesh, He had to overcome for us. And He made a way. He, made, he lived that life perfectly. We put our faith in Him. We become justified according to our faith, to acknowledge Him, to acknowledge what He did at the cross. That's what makes us justified to become children of God. And we have been made acceptable to our Heavenly Father. He has begotten us again to a new living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Jesus Christ is, we know He's called the, the only begotten Son of God. But since he, he has come and since He paid that price of redemption for us and since He rose from the grave, He did this so we could all become part of His heavenly family for all of eternity. And that's what God created us for in the beginning. Now He has begotten us again. That means when we get reborn and we get born again, when we put our faith in Him, we got born again and now we are the begotten Children of God. We have been begotten by what Christ has done for us and our faith in Him 
So now we're brothers and sisters to Jesus. We're sons and daughters to the Most High, right? And as a result, we have an inheritance. We're heirs to His kingdom. We're heirs to the throne. Amen? We have an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, reserved in heaven for us. This inheritance is it's everlasting. It's incorruptible. It's undefiled. Is it undefiled according to our own actions and our own works? Absolutely not. Jesus, He stood in the gap for us. He did it all for us. So when we put our faith and trust in Him, we have taken on this indelible standing with God to be called His righteous children, to be made righteous on account of what Jesus did for us. It's our faith that unlocks and releases the power of God, the power of the gospel, what He has achieved for us. He came to offer a gift he offered his life. There was no greater gift than he could give than his very life for our sakes. Our Heavenly Father gave up his only begotten Son to, to have him see his Son experience what he experienced on that cross. In fact, he had to look away. But to give his Son for us so that we could be redeemed to him, that's the only way it could be achieved. There's none wiser than God. God is, He is wisdom, the author of wisdom. He is wisdom. He is knowledge. He is understanding. Everything that we would call the attributes of God, Jesus is, He possessed, but He is the manifestation of all of the attributes of God coming into this world. And for the world, you know, God's plan was foolishness. How could this God who created all of this universe, the heavens and the earth, why would he have to come into this world and suffer and die? Die on a cross? Die the sin of, uh, that was the worst kind of execution that probably ever, that has ever existed in, among mankind. And yet Jesus endured that for our sake. So the world looks upon him and his suffering and his dying as foolishness. If he was truly a God... There's no way he'd come down and do this. And there's no way he'd have to. No way he would volunteer. But God in his infinite wisdom knew that there was no... There was, that was the only plan. That was the only way by which we could be reconciled unto him. But because we have placed our faith in him, we have been begotten, we have been begotten of him. We have been born again to this living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. Now Jesus suffered and died and paid the price for our sins on the cross. But his victory came through the resurrection. He overcame death as a human being. He became the, the new Adam for us. The first Adam was a sinful Adam, and we inherited his sinful nature. But Jesus is the perfect, righteous man of God. When we put faith in him, guess what? We are covered in him. We were baptized in him. When we get when we're baptized, we're really baptized into his death. We died with him. We were part of him on the cross. In his mind, in his heart, and, and God is so infinite in all his ways. His thoughts were thinking of each and every one of us. And every person that was ever born, he died for. But he knew specifically every person who would one day accept that glorious gift of redemption, salvation. Every person who would say yes 
You are the Son of God. I'm just a poor sinner, but I need you, Jesus. I'm hopeless without you. Praise God, we all embraced that message when we first heard that. That's a glorious message, amen? So his gift of salvation, it is, it's, it's incorruptible, undefiled. It does not fade away. It is reserved in heaven for you, for us. God has a place for us in all of eternity. God's already, he's already rejoicing in the joy he's going to experience with each and every one of us giving him honor and thanksgiving and praise when we get to be there and we get to see Jesus. We get to see him face to face. We get to give him a big hug and say, thank you. Thank you for loving me with an endless love, an unconditional love. It's not upon my merit, but it's based upon your love. His love was so great. See, we can't even begin to understand the love of God, but his love is so magnificent that it's going to take all of eternity to, to really to, to learn of it and to discover it. And I believe every day it's going to be new, it's going to be fresh, it's going to be deeper and greater. And I believe we're going to grow because he made us to love him. He made us for relationship, but he wants to be loved back. You know, God is like us. He made us like him. And in the way that we're made like him, he has a desire as we have a desire what human being does not have a desire to be loved, right? You know, our, our Heavenly Father, His Son Jesus, they have such a deep desire to be loved. They, they're love. They are love. And they've been eternal in this love relationship, past tense, with no beginning. But God made us so He could bring us aboard and bring us into His heavenly kingdom so we could acknowledge Him and we could recognize Him. And he's fully deserving of all of his recognition and all of his praise and all of his glory and honor. And he's made us so we can, so we can enjoy this relationship for all of eternity. But I want to know <clears throat> who here wants to be kept by the power of God? Who wants to walk through life with the power of God, no matter what you're facing? Well... <laughs> We don't have to do it on our own strength. It's, we are kept by the power of God through faith. And what is that faith? Believing what he told us. Believing what he did at that cross is all we have to do. That's all we have to do. Just believe. Because it's his power. That gets us through everything. It's his power that gives us victory. And we don't have to do anything but believe. Simply believe. I am so grateful. Because in myself, there's nothing I can do on my own. Nor do I want to. Because once I believed and saw what he does with his power in my life, I'm not going back. There's no going back. We're going forward in the power of God, all of us. If we believe. Amen. And it's, we talk about it every week, but it's a continual process of believing. It's every new day we commit our lives unto him. We totally submit. You know, the whole position of kneeling before God is to acknowledge who he is. But it's, a, it's an expression of our humility to say, Jesus, Father, I trust in you. And in every area of my life, I give my life to you. 
I want to live my life according to the plan that you've purposed for me to live. And, and, and just surrendering everything unto him. And guess what? We're coming under trials in life. This is, we're, we still are living in this fallen world. We're living around people that make bad choices. We have the enemy. We have the devil who's coming against us. And guess what? He's coming against us for the sake of our faith in Jesus. Every day when we're trusting in him. He wants to get in there. He wants to ramrod us. He wants to get us off the track. But what do we do to stay on the track? And sometimes we're going to fall off the track. But you know what? He's right there to pick us up. And it's all about walking in a relationship of trust and faith in him each and every day, casting all of our cares upon him because he cares. And that's our, that's our positioning in life now. Amen? We're not going to rely on our wisdom. We're not going to, which is finite compared to his. His is infinite. We're not going to rely upon our own strength and our own abilities to work upon just through the flesh to meet the challenges of everyday life, right? We have him living on the inside of us. And so every day, is, when we submit our will unto him, what we're really saying is, Jesus, you live now on the inside of, my, on the inside of me as a believer. So, Jesus, I give you, I grant you the permission to live through me. So that you, you inspire me. You give me the thoughts and, and the guidance and the direction as we have to make choices each and every day. I don't want to rely on my own decisions and my own judgment, but I want to rely on his. And when we truly are trusting and, and, and putting all of our trust and all of our faith in him each and every day, you're going to hear that small, still voice all day long. Do this. Go here. Nope, that's danger over there. And God will make it clear. The Holy Spirit will make us make it clear in our lives the path that we should go. Amen. But He's comes. He's there with us to encourage us. How many of us? How many of you know we need to be encouraged? Right. We this world can beat us up. The enemy can come against us and beat us up. Right. But He's trying to get us off of that position of standing in trust and in faith in Jesus, trusting in the cross, the finished work of Jesus. He's trying to get us off our game. So what do we do? We just need to stay put. We need to stay grounded in Jesus. We need to just continually trust in Him. And sometimes when we're going through these fire, fiery trials in life, I mean, it, sometimes it looks like the devil's getting the upper hand, right? Because it all but comes upon us. But you know what? Our timing isn't necessarily God's timing. He, he knows what we need. And sometimes He knows that we need to wait upon the Lord and stay on that square and and count on our brothers and sisters to encourage us as well to hold our arms up while we're going through the valleys. We do that here for one another. It just blesses my heart. I thank you again for holding our family up in the last two weeks. You know, the enemy's not happy. People are walking out of here and they're taking what they know and they're using it in the world and they're encouraging other people and the enemy thinks he's got those people but we come with good news with a loving arm with something that they might need they know that God is real they know because you're shining his light to them so thank you for shining it for us. Thank you for lifting us up, caring and loving us enough to take a moment and just say, Lord, this isn't from you. And devil, I bind you. You get away from my family. You can't touch them. 
because they're healed by the stripes of Jesus. He hung on that cross, and he didn't do it just because. He did it because it's true. It's forever. It's for everyone. He died for everyone, not just a few select people, like you know we're, we've heard in, in past from others, but for everyone. And then he gave us a free will, just like him, to decide whether we wanted to believe it or not. And you know what? When you believe it, life never, ever disappoints. Never disappoints, because God's got a plan for each and every one of us, and it's good. And if we'll just be patient and listen, and then walk through the doors that he opens, uh, we're going to experience Jesus at his fullest. Amen. In verse 6, in this you greatly rejoice, though for though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, we rejoice in the relationship we have. We re rejoice in Jesus and what he's done for us at the cross. Amen. We rejoice that we have the promise of everlasting life. We have been bubble wrapped. We have the Holy Spirit that's joined to our spirit as our guarantee. Amen. There's no question. There's no doubt. And even the devil wants to come in at times and try to lie to us, try and tell us that, hey, we're not worthy of God. Because we have this weakness still in the flesh. So he's like, he tries to point out our error. He's the accuser of the brethren, right? Yeah, you're not worthy of God. You're not even worthy to serve God. Well, guess what? There's only been one worthy human being perfect to serve God, and that's Jesus Christ. God's never had another perfect vessel, amen? But what God looks at is the heart, the desire to serve him, Right? The response to the calling that's been placed upon our lives when we say, yes, Lord, send me. You know, he is God. Our Father is so blessed. He's so pleased. He's so happy with us because we're willing. We believe the message to be true. Guess what? That's the validation of testimony. Two or more witnesses establish truth. Amen? So when we give our testimony, when we share the good news of the gospel, that glorious message, you know, we interject a part of that testimony, a part of that sharing the good news of the gospel is interjecting our testimony and saying, let me tell you what God's done for me. Let me tell you how he's changed my life around. And let me show you what my life used to be like and what my life's now is like. Not because of me, but because I put faith and trust in Jesus. Amen? And we're just called, you know what? Don't feel like... You have to have a perfect testimony or you have to have everything right or you're just you're living your life perfectly. You know what? We, that's why we, we yield to Jesus. We trust in him every day. We're on our knees. He knows we're imperfect. But that's part of the redemption, price of redemption that he paid is we're this work in progress while we still live in this flesh. How many of you are, are right now are presently in your glorified body? Any of you? Well, none of us are, right? So we have this inherent weakness in our flesh and our minds and our hearts. And guess what? Our minds and hearts can be perfect toward God, 
that we want to do the right thing. We want to be obedient to Him. We want to follow His will for our lives. And yet, it's okay if we don't do it perfectly because we just read about the end result. We're all going to spend all of eternity with Him. Amen? We're, our names, your names are all ri already written in the book of life. Is that good news? Amen? You know, and, and we go through this life, and you know, if we live to be 100 years old in this life, compared to eternity, it's not even a measurement of time. It's not even a drop in the bucket. Amen? But this is how great His love for us is. Well, we overcome, we're going to be grieved by various trials, it says right here, but it's the genuineness, the purity of our faith, that we continually... The purity of our faith is to turn to Him again each and every new day. Not because we're perfect, but because we know we're imperfect and we yield upon Him, yield our, our whole life to Him each and every day. That's what's pleasing to Him. And it's our faith that, that gets us. It's, that's the genuineness of our faith that we continue to trust day in and day out. Amen? And we walk this life of faith. So when we are weak... Then we are strong because we're not trying it in our own flesh. We are laying at his footstool all of our trials, all the tribulations that happen in this world. And we say, okay, Daddy, Jesus, it's all yours. I am counting on your answer. I am counting on your outcome, and I'm going to stand and wait for it. You know, I'm, I'm just going to say, we know there's going to be a, uh, just a, a huge wedding supper in heaven when we get to be with Jesus, right? And man, we're going to celebrate the Holy Lamb of God, the one who paid the price for us, for our sins, the one who loved us with, with, without condition, right? There wasn't any condition by which he said, if you do this, you do this, you do the other thing, then here's what I'm going to provide for you. But he came into this world while we were still sinners, his love for us. But it's going to be a celebration. It says here that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Well, we're going to be present there and we're going to give, be offering praise and glory and honor unto Jesus the Lamb. But do you know that we also are going to be we're going to be celebrated in the kingdom of God by our heavenly Father and by Jesus because we believed, because we trusted in His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? We, we received that gift. We accepted that gift. Amen? And God is going to be so pleased with us. And, and it's, going to be, it's really going to be a mutual celebration where God's going to celebrate with us the triumph of our faith. It's our faith. It's what Jesus did, but it's our faith in what he did that brings us victory in this life and all the trials we, we face in this life. But ultimately, the ultimate victory is resurrection from the dead. And as I began to say when I, when I opened up, we were baptized into the death of Jesus so that we take the same pathway. And as he rose from the grave, guess what? The same spirit that was in Jesus when he was buried in that tomb and caused him to rise from the grave is the very same spirit that lives and dwells in us with the promise that we too will rise from that grave. 
We won't even rise from the grave. People will think that, okay, you see this corpse, you see this body, it's like a tent. It's like now it's no more than dust, right? But when we leave this body, we're not going to experience any loss and we're not going to experience any darkness and any absence of life. We are going to enter in to the very fullness of life. And we're going to be present before our Heavenly Father. There's going to be rejoicing going on. And I believe the angels are going to be rejoicing. We're going to rejoice with the angels. But they are going to re rejoice at the victory that Jesus won for us. And in the receiving of His glorious gift. That precious gift of everlasting life. Amen? It's going to be an everlasting party. Amen? And speaking of Jesus, giving Him praise, honor, and glory at His, at his revelation... Whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Man, we believe this message to be true. Amen? I'm preaching it now. We need to faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it's encouraging to hear this word. But this is his word. This is the gospel. This is the hope by which we live. Receiving the end of our faith, the salvation of our souls. But Jesus is the object of our faith. He is the one in whom we, we rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there's uh, not too many people that I've ever come to know uh, who have fallen in love with someone and never seen them. But you all have fallen in love with Jesus, and you haven't really seen him in the physical flesh. But guess what? You saw him in someone else's testimony. You saw him when someone loved you in a, in a period of time when maybe no one else did, when someone brought life and good news through the word of God, through the gospel, for the good, through the good news of Jesus, we see Jesus, I see Jesus in you, and I'm in love with him because I see him. Even though physically we have not met him and shook, shaken his hand, we can be Jesus to everyone we meet and share his love and his goodness and people can fall in love with him even though they don't really see him. They see him through you. So Merry Christmas and be Jesus to someone today, okay? Make that a gift that you can give because it is the gift that keeps on giving. Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas.